On our spotlight on KRWC today, we're going to talk with representatives with Safe Communities of Wright County, as well as the Wright County Highway Department. Lori Blockett is with us, Executive Director of Safe Communities, and Virgil Hawkins, Wright County's Highway Engineer. Good morning, and thanks to uh, both of you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to talk a little bit about a bunch of different safety concerns. Laurie, maybe we'll lead off with you. Uh, we've been highlighting some of the efforts of safe communities for a long time, and I know that uh, it's certainly an ongoing thing, especially as the county grows, and we'll get into some of those topics too. But give us a general overview for maybe folks that are new to the Wright County area or maybe just uh, have not been aware of what Safe Communities is all about. Give us a little background on what you do. You know, for the last 25 years, we've been around since 1997, so for 25 years, our mission has been to reduce injuries and fatalities associated with traffic crashes in Wright County, and uh, we do that through safety education and prevention efforts. And the group is how many people? A lot of it is volunteers, correct? Everybody, it's a coalition. So I am the only paid employee. Otherwise, the other 29 or 30 individuals all come from different areas, law enforcement, the highway department, public health, center care, a line of health. You know, everybody kind of comes together, brings their lens to look at how we can make our roads safer. You know, and maybe rightfully so, because, um, you know, it takes input from a vast majority of uh, different aspects of the county, because in one way or another, we all use the roads. And so, you know, different facets of areas in Ryan County or different uh, walks of life kind of bring a little different aspect to it. Absolutely. And Virgil, of course, your job as county highway engineer, you've uh, been with the county for how long now? Yeah, thanks. I've been um, an employee at the county for 28 years now, the first 18 with um, as an assistant county engineer and then serving under Wayne Fingelson during those years. And then the last 10 years, I've been the county highway engineer. And we've certainly seen lots of changes. Uh, the county continues to get bigger. There's That means more people. More people means more cars. More cars means uh, you need better roads. Absolutely. And, you know, just in my time here with Wright County, uh, when I started in 1995, I think the population of the entire county was about 50,000 people or so. And the recent um, census, we're getting towards 145,000, I believe. So that just shows the growth for that time period. That's incredible. I know that uh, your department, of course, uh, with the funding, of course, uh, through county government, et cetera, has been doing a, a good job of uh, continuing to update the road system, improve the road system. We're going to get into a lot of that uh, and talk a little bit about road safety uh, in just a bit. I think we'll shift back to Lori here first, though, and talk a little bit about the main things that you want to emphasize for rural road safety, which is uh, coming up in this coming week. And that's one of the main points here today. Yeah, it's Rural Road Safety Awareness Week next week, the 18th through the 22nd. And, you know, they they do a kind of a theme every year. And this year's theme is taking taking action, saving lives. So each weekday has a separate uh, but related topic. Um, And I'll be highlighting all of those topics on Facebook. Each day I'll, you know, post something different, you know, based on that topic. So um, I'm kind of excited to, to see um, what the feedback is on this year's campaign. Chief Thompson and I from the Power Lake area, 
he he and I came up with a a plan for an electronic board that we're going to have out, and just looking at you know the differences between rural roads um, and all other roads is very stark. And so um, I know that a majority of our roads in Wright County are rural. So uh, this Rural Road Safety and Awareness Week is is coming at a great time right in the middle of summer. And yet, at the very same time, as we just talked about, with uh, increased population and increased cars, uh, and as the proximity to the metro seems to kind of get closer, I mean, we're no closer physical mileage-wise, but it seems like the the, uh, the metro-type driving has kind of come out this way a little farther each year. And so we have an interesting mix in our area of the what you would really think of as rural roads and also it, you don't have to drive very far before you're in kind of a mix of uh, of uh, a little bit more multi-lane type situation too yes exactly and you know we're just we're seeing such high speeds and, and actually that's the other uh campaign that we want to highlight in this interview is there is uh, a to the 2022 speeding campaign coming up and that's from July 20th all the way to August 14th. So we'll ha- be having increased enforcement out there on the roads. And, you know, it's the uh, National Highway uh, Safety Traffic Association and the Wright County Sheriff's Office will be kind of hosting this speeding campaign. And we've seen such an increase in risk-taking and careless driving and that over 100 mile per hour citations, they're at an all-time high right now statewide. So um, these two campaigns kind of piggyback on each other in, in a lot of ways. I remember doing uh, a handful of stories during the whole COVID situation. It seemed like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed like we got into um, a period of time there where because the highways uh, had much, much less traffic for a little bit of time, uh, people kind of got accustomed to, you know, putting the foot down a little bit harder and not necessarily just chronic speeders either. I mean, everybody kind of got in a little bit of a hurry there. Yes, absolutely. And that risk-taking, that aggressive driving was, was up. I talk with so many members of the coalition that are just astonished. You know, not only the distracted driving and things like that, but that aggressive and high, high speeds, uh, no matter what kind of road they're driving on. It always strikes me too, Lori, and maybe you can comment on this, that uh, some of the issue too is uh, modern cars and the way that they are engineered and geared. And a lot of it, I guess, is probably for uh, city driving situations or, you know, where you have to merge quickly. But uh, I guess the point being that some of these cars have just some snap-to-attention type uh, capabilities with speed. They do. Actually, I drive uh, the type of car that kind of yells at me on a regular basis if I <laughs> if I go outside the line at all or anything. Mm-hmm. So so the safety parts of the cars are getting much much better as they design them better. Um, but yeah, you can you can be speeding uh, in a car now and not really feel it. You you look down and go oh whoa you know I'm going 75 now. And right. so I think that yeah. happens really easily with drivers, especially if you're um, not really paying attention. And we've got so many things going on in our in our lives and in our minds while we're driving. I think that happens quite frequently. Uh, maybe before we uh, switch gears here, Laurie, maybe you can just give us the, uh, the daily talking points um, uh, day by day. We don't necessarily have to go into depth on all of them, but 
maybe just uh, uh, tell people what they'll be seeing if they um, want to dig into it a little farther on the Facebook feeds for each day of the uh, Rural Road Safety Awareness Week next week. Right. So for next week, Monday, uh, we'll be concentrating on what's unique about rural roads. Tuesday, the safe system approach for rural roads. That's the you know one of the approaches that we we utilize with the coalition and, and uh, nationwide and actually worldwide. Uh, the safe system approach is used. Uh, Wednesday, proven safety countermeasures for rural roads. Thursday, looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Friday, the intersection of rural road safety and public health. How those inter you know interlock. Let's switch gears here, if we uh, can, and uh, bring Virgil into the conversation a little bit more. And uh, Virgil Hawkins, Wright County Highway Engineer, um, talk a little bit, Virgil, about the highway system. I know you gave us a, a little bit of an overview there, but um, the current status of, of the county highways and uh, which which parts kind of get into multi-lanes and which are still more of the what we would consider rural roads. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tim. Um, yeah, the majority of our county's highway system, which is 512 lane miles um, of highway, 1,040 lane miles, are made up of rural highways. I think 350 miles or so are the rural highways that are different from roadways in the cities, that areas and cities have curb and gutter, they're lower speed, where rural highways are different. They are mostly two lanes, narrow gravel shoulders, and steep inslopes, which are you know, if you go off the road, there, uh, there can be some serious injuries and crashes um, if you can't recover in time. And most of those are high speed, which are statutory, not necessarily speed limit signs even out there, but statutory speed on a rural two-lane road is 55 miles an hour. Folks lately have been driving faster than that, so that's been a problem. But there are um, the areas you mentioned, too, of the county. There's, it's kind of unique. The northeast part of the county is what I'd say my time here in 28 years is turning into Maple Grove. What Maple Grove used to be, it's becoming more suburban, uh, more development, more urban areas, multi-lane roads like you mentioned, not Seagull, St. Michael, Albertville area as the growth continues, and, and there'll be more and more of those. Um, talk a bit about the uh, speeds on rural roads and why those speeds have been uh, going up. We've talked a little bit about maybe some of the factors, but is that something that uh, your department is noticing too? Well, I think statewide, um, you know, the trend has been coming out of this this COVID pandemic is, like you mentioned earlier, that uh, with less cars on the road, people are taking more risks and driving faster. And then, too, just general overall unsettledness of our lives. Uh, we're humans, and you know we were shaken up. All of us were shaken up and affected by this pandemic, and it just um, created unsettledness for people, I think, and that's kind of carried over, although we're, we're seeing it hopefully trend back in the other direction now where, where hopefully people start driving you know, less fast and taking less risks, but there's still always those things of distracted driving that are, that are out there that are causing problems. And, of course, as we heard Lori mention, too, the number of over 100 mile-per-hour citations is up. And maybe you can comment, Virgil, on um, that factor plus the fact that in a rural setting, you've also got situations, particularly in the spring and fall during either planting or harvest, where you've got, uh, you know, farm vehicles on the roads or slower traveling vehicles. Um, it's, it's quite a mix. 
It is, and, and um, going with, with a faster speed, there's there's less uh, forgiveness and when things come up and you have to make sudden stops or maneuvers. And then with rural roads that are narrow and have the steep inslopes, if you get off the road, you could end up in a you know, serious injury. And that's why we've been trying to take countermeasures over the last 10 years to prevent those things, keep people on the road. And um, so a lot of the things we've done at the county with our county road safety plan that was developed in 2010 and then updated um, just a couple years ago, we've spent a lot of investment on things like rural street lighting, roundabouts, you're seeing more and more of those even in high speed areas, edge line rumble strips to keep folks on the road if they start to veer off you know, looking at their phone maybe, and they'll hit the rumble strips and recover before they end up in the ditch. And then centerline rumble strips on the two-lane highways that are higher volumes help prevent going over the center and um, head-on crashes. We've also done a lot of curve chevron curve markings, enhanced pavement edge lines, and um, dynamic speed limit warning signs as you're coming out of a high-speed rural area into small town like Maple Lake or even Monticello, Buffalo, different spots where the dynamic speed sign will be where the speed limit changes and it'll alert the driver to slow down to 35 or 30. And those are very effective in getting people to slow down as they come into the cities. So those are just some of the proven measures that we've been taking over the years and investing over three and a half to $4 million countywide. Let's dig into those roundabouts a little bit. Uh, we've seen numerous roundabouts uh, put in uh, all over, I think, every corner of Wright County. There's uh, another one going in now in our Buffalo area near the uh, high school. Uh, the construction there uh, is going on uh, even as we speak. Um, I think I'd be safe in saying general consensus, at least at the outset, was kind of some confusion. But has everybody kind of gotten used to them now? Well, it's getting to be that way, and it's great for, as a traffic, as a safety practitioner, a county highway engineer. I love roundabouts because they're so safe. They they really um, pretty much eliminate fatalities and serious injuries uh, at intersections. And in our county system, over the last nine years, we've gone from one roundabout in the county in our system to 19 roundabouts, and we're like you mentioned, the new one going in and near the Buffalo High School on 35, that dismantling the old um, traffic signal that was there, and that'll be a roundabout. There's also uh, five more roundabouts in the next two years, the, the one there near the high school on 35, um, Highway 37 and 18 in the Albertville at Sego area that's getting built this year. And then in 2023, there'll be three new roundabouts added also at um, Highway 25 and Highway 83, Kasai 83, near the Public Works Building in Buffalo, and then 35 and 30th Street in St. Michael, and 35 and Jamison Avenue in St. Michael. So the, these roundabouts are really saving lives. They are, and statewide, they, um, they've reduced by 86% based on a study by MnDOT Office of Traffic Safety, the reduction in fatal crashes and serious injuries they really help because they force drivers coming into the intersection in all legs to slow down. And then if there are crashes, and there, there still will be crashes because we're humans and we make mistakes and make poor decisions at times. But the crashes and roundabouts will be slower speed, and they'll be 
driving in the same direction, so there's no right angle crashes or head-ons. So it, it really is saving lives, and, and they are, like you said, people are getting used to them now, so um, you're going to see more and more of them. You know, one thing about uh, what we were kind of used to prior to that, whether it be a, you know, a regular stop sign type intersection or uh, even with you know, traffic signals or, or traffic lights, you know, yes, it at least provides some direction for, for drivers. But the thing is, people love to race those traffic signals. They love to try to beat the yellow, and uh, that causes some big problems. Yeah, that's, that's really the problem with traffic signal systems is just what you mentioned, speeding, trying to beat the light, and then uh, just making poor decisions. And, you know, maybe you don't have the right-of-way and you pull out in front of a car going through an, an intersection to signal, and that's where those right-angle high-speed crashes really cause life-changing injuries and, and fatalities. Yeah, with the uh, roundabouts, I've noticed that even in uh, times of high traffic congestion, in other words, cars coming from all four directions, even though uh, it might slow down, uh, it keeps traffic moving. I mean, the the uh, traffic may not clear as many cars per second. I'm sure you've got some breakdowns or, or whatever or have studied it per signal uh, light change or whatever, but... Uh, it might be less than that, but the traffic keeps moving because you're just yielding and you just go and everybody, as you say, everybody's going the same direction. Yeah, it really does keep traffic moving, and, and even even if you know over here at a roundabout where it's real uh, congested, you know maybe after a sporting event or something, you may be in a line, but you're moving, and the delay caused by that is still much less than. Say you're up in St. Cloud and you get, get stuck at one of the stoplights up there, the signal lights. Sometimes it feels like you're sitting there for two or three minutes, even though it's probably not that long, but it seems much longer and you're not moving at all. So the roundabouts do. They keep traffic moving. Laurie, let's uh, switch back to you if we can and talk a little bit uh, more about uh, just the general uh, speed safety, things like that. And maybe you can... Uh, address a few other things, including pedestrians, that whole aspect of it. Uh, we have um, a general population now that seems to be a lot more focused on trying to get out, move a little bit. That uh, means a lot more walkers, joggers, bicyclists, um, things like that. Right. Yeah. And actually, I, I get an update every few days of, of our traffic fatalities in the state. And we had our first bike you know bicyclist um that uh, our first fatality there about a week ago and i just it just made my stomach drop uh, it's you know speeding and and people aggressively driving and stuff it it just affects so many things and pedestrians you should be able to walk across you know a, a crosswalk safely and if you look at the numbers i believe it's 17 pedestrians so far this year that have lost their life and that's just, you know, we can do better. We can definitely do better. Other aspects of the uh, slowing down and obeying the speed limit that you want to highlight would be what? Um, well, you know, just looking at kind of what, what Virgil had said, too, that local roads can be more dangerous than, um, than highways for speeders. Um, you know, speeding reduces the driver's ability to steer safely. If there was an unexpected curve, that's hard for them to maneuver that. A speeding driver also uh, affects the stopping distances. You know how how quickly can you stop? And then if you if you combine speeding with distracted driving, and you have you know a bicyclist a bicyclist on the road or something, 
um, you know, someone walking on the side of the road. It's just an unforgiving situation. And um, I just, I've seen too many times now and, you know, uh, interviews of people that have just lost track of, of time just for a second and veered off the road and hit someone. And it's just, it's not something anyone would want to go through at all. Um, but yeah, young people, motorcyclists um, are especially susceptible to those high speeds. I see that, that in the classes that I teach, the right road classes that I teach every month. And um, yeah, it, alcohol, weather uh, also increase the likelihood of a crash while you're speeding. But, but, you know, you add alcohol, weather and speeding, and that's a kind of a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, and unfortunately, there can be situations where you've got some of the, uh, all of the above factors, too. You've got people that uh, might be somewhat impaired and distracted at the same time. Yes, and that, that's very easy. And, and, you know, impairment is, I, I talk about this in my classes, too. Impairment includes emotional. If you're, if you're really excited or really down, uh, it includes being tired being way too drowsy, um, that also, you know, affects the way you drive. And, um, you know, THC, you know, marijuana is getting much more popular now, and that uh, a lot of people don't understand how much that impairs you. It actually can impair you for, for up to 72 hours. So um, impairment is, is across the board. If you feel different, you drive different. Yeah, and then if you uh, add in factors like driving in uh, areas where maybe you're not uh, completely um, familiar with the surroundings, maybe it's not a uh, completely new road to you, but maybe it's one that you don't drive very often, and there can be slight changes, and there's a lot of variables. Yes, I, I just I think we can we can all just do better by being aware of of the responsibility that we have on the road. We're talking about road safety here during Rural Road Safety Awareness Week, which will be uh, next week, July 18th through the 22nd, and then the summer-long campaign on uh, slowing down those speeds. Uh, uh, Give us a couple of takeaways, uh, maybe uh, uh, each of you, to kind of wrap up here today. I just want to remind everybody to, you know, uh, drive safe. Just concentrate on driving. Let that be the only thing that you concentrate on. And um, you can certainly check out Safe Communities of Wright County. Um, we have a website, safecom.org, and our Facebook page is really easy to find by just searching Safe Communities of Wright County. And Virgil, if I can, uh, maybe one thing we didn't address with you earlier is uh, we, we mentioned the fact that there's construction going on, but um, you're going to have a lot of crews out there, and of course there'll be a lot of contracted crews as well, so people are going to see a lot of cones this summer. Yes, that's true, Tim. It's road construction season. We have a busy program in Wright County, and, and my final takeaway statement would be to put the phone down. Let, let's just put the phone down and not be distracted when you're driving. Allow time for where you're going, and use the tools that your car has. The cruise control, if you're on a 55-mile-an-hour highway, set your cruise control. The cars are so nice nowadays, some of these newer cars. You don't realize how fast you're going because the ride can be so smooth. So use use the cruise control and uh, put the phone down. And I think we'll end there. Of course, it's a topic that uh, is a daily one, but uh, we want to certainly give it some light here during some special awareness weeks. Lori Blockett is the Executive Director of Safe Communities of Wright County and Virgil Hawkins, of course, Wright County Highway Engineer. We thank both of you for being with us today, and we'll continue to uh, do some follow-ups and uh, you're always welcome here so uh, 
anytime that we need to do another spotlight, we're here for you, too. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you, Tim. All right. Thank you for being with us. And that's today's Spotlights on KRWC.